Welcome to Behind the Binge, the podcast where we bring forth much-needed conversations about binge eating recovery and ditching diet culture. I'm your host, Marissa Kaimilik, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and binge eating coach. This is our space to dive into practical tips to heal from binge eating, challenge your diet culture beliefs, discuss the nuances of intuitive eating, and empower you to recover. Let's start exploring what's behind the binge. Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind the Binge Podcast. It is your host, Marissa, and today I am bringing you another solo episode. Today we are going back to the basics of binge recovery because after polling many of you on my Instagram last week, behind.the.binge, I realized that so many listeners are at the beginning of their binge freedom journey and are really looking for those simple but actionable steps they can start taking right now to overcome their binge eating patterns. So by the end of today's episode, you will be able to walk away with one actionable thing that you can do right now to begin uncovering what patterns are keeping you stuck in the binge eating cycle and start moving forward to heal your relationship with food. If you struggle with binge eating, I am sure you're very familiar with that feeling of insatiable hunger, and I've been there myself. It is just that feeling where you can't stop eating. A few weeks ago on the podcast, I shared my experience with insatiable hunger, actually even in the present day. It's the episode called Do I Still Binge? Because this feeling of insatiable hunger is not something that is exclusive for just those who are struggling with binge eating. It is a signal from your body. So whether you have a normal and consistent relationship with food, with consistent appetite signals, et cetera, or you are actively struggling in the depths of the restrict binge cycle, you may be familiar with this insatiable hunger. And whether you're on one end of the spectrum or the other, these are opportunities to get curious as to what our body is telling us, what we may be missing, and how we can seek to meet those needs more consistently so that way we're not stuck thinking about food 24-7 even after we've just eaten. Have you ever been winding down at the end of the day? Maybe you just ate dinner like 30 minutes ago, you just put on a Netflix show with your partner, and you're watching, but you are thinking about the ice cream in the freezer, or you're thinking about all of the leftovers that you want to have for lunch tomorrow, but you just can't help but think about having it now. You may be feeling like you just ate enough, and maybe you did physically feel full in the moment, but for some reason, your brain is still wandering to the idea of eating more food. Then you might start questioning, well, am I bored? Well, am I thirsty? Maybe I just am needing to go to sleep instead, right? But the truth is, if you are thinking about food, it is more than likely because you are hungry. Now, yes, there is nuance when it comes to emotional eating, and working on our emotional satisfaction and meeting our emotional needs is a thousand percent part of the binge recovery process. And I have amazing episodes all about emotional eating that I will link in the show notes, one of which was a recent episode with psychoanalyst Dr. Nina. And it's all about the emotional and psychological power that food can hold. So that will all be in the show notes for you. But the truth is, if we are not feeling physically satisfied with our eating patterns, it's going to be hard to reach emotional satisfaction in the first place. And so 
If this is something that happens now and again, you might recognize, oh, maybe I need more food today, or oh, maybe it is emotional. But if this is something that you are consistently experiencing, we want to look at the patterns. So first, I want you to understand why you may be feeling insatiable at times. So some of the reasons you may be able to reflect on and identify with would be if you are not meeting a comfortable fullness throughout the day. And what do I mean by comfortable fullness? This is not the feeling where you're like, oh, I could have more, but I don't need more. This is not the feeling where you just stop eating because you think you should or because your plate is done and then you move on and you're not even really sure if you're full or not. You're just kind of getting on with your day. This is the feeling where you're like, wow, I'm satisfied. (laughs) That hit the spot. I am full. I'm not still thinking about food. I'm not still desiring a large amount of food. I am simply content and comfortable and I can move on. If you don't get this relief from fullness at your meals throughout the day, at breakfast, at lunch, you know, at your snacks, at dinner, etc., there's a large chance that that satisfaction, that I mean that lack of satisfaction is going to hit you really strong at a later time. And usually for most people that hits them later in the day or into the evening. And so Reaching that full satisfaction is key to finding food freedom and overcoming binge eating because a binge is one of the ways in which your body is seeking satisfaction if it is left unsatisfied. Finding satisfaction is not simply about the taste alone. That is definitely a big part of finding satisfaction. However, volume, the types of food, the variety of food, the flavor, the temperature, the environment that you're in all play a role in the ways in which you may or may not reach satisfaction. I have a whole episode on the satisfaction factor, which I will again link in the show notes. But I want you to reflect back on your day to day. Let's just use today for example. Think about your breakfast. Well, did you eat breakfast? (laughs) If you didn't eat breakfast, that's probably a big sign that you may be feeling unsatisfied at the end of the day because you're not reaching satisfaction starting off your day. So you definitely want to get in your three meals in order to give your body that consistent energy and safety that it is going to be getting adequately nourished throughout the day regularly. Now, if you did eat breakfast, Did you feel satisfied? Did you feel content? Did you eat and move on without thinking about food again half an hour later, an hour later? Did you eat something because you wanted it or did you eat something because you felt like you had to have it or you should have it? Were there rules around the food that you were eating to where you weren't even able to tune into your body because you were being controlled by external factors like the amount that a meal plan is telling you you need to eat for breakfast or not eat for for breakfast. And so therefore, you're not even really in tune with your body. If that is the case, then it is likely you might want to make some adjustments to your breakfast. You want to eat foods that are both physically and emotionally satisfying. You want them to be, be foods that you are excited about eating that taste good, but that also fill you up, give you energy you need to last you a few hours. Skipping breakfast, you could reflect on those same things around lunch or around your snack times. 
Speaking of snacks, if there are any instances in which you have a long period of time that you're going without eating, something greater than like four hours, that may be something to keep an eye on because although we may not always get a really obvious sign of hunger in those time periods, if there are stretches of time in which you are going without eating and that is kind of a pattern on the days in which you find yourself feeling insatiably hungry where you can't stop eating, then maybe you can experiment with implementing a intentional snack into that period of time to see if you're just needing a little extra food earlier in the day. The next thing I want you to be able to identify are patterns, patterns in which you experience this insatiable hunger when you just can't stop eating. Is it always happening in the evenings? Is it happening in the mornings? Is it happening at lunchtime or at snack times on the weekends? When are you noticing you get more of the influx of insatiable hunger? And when do you actually not experience that? Can we find any patterns to when you feel more satisfied to when you feel less satisfied? Because this can be really eye-opening to understand, okay, what going on before, during, and after these experiences that may be contributing to this increase in appetite. By doing this, you'll also start to understand what will give you that satisfaction. If you identify a couple of times in which you don't feel insatiable, where you're able to eat and move on without you know, feeling like you just can't stop, then you can reflect on, all right, what do I think was contributing to this satisfying day of eating? What was it that was meeting my needs enough to where I didn't have to continue to go back for more? Was I tuned into my body? What did that feel like to feel physically satisfied? Can I remember? If not, why don't I get a little bit more curious every day and to what feels unsatisfying and satisfying in my body? Do I feel it in my stomach? Do I feel it in my head? Do I feel it in my chest? Do I feel it in my body temperature? Me personally, I start to feel comfortably full, comfortably satisfied, and I get a warmer body temperature. I start to warm up. If I was cold previously and now I'm eating, I will kind of feel my toes start to feel a little bit warmer than they normally are. I, I have Raynaud's and so I, I have like ice cold fingers and toes because of my circulation. Can anyone relate? Anyone here have Raynaud's phenomenon? It's not like a disease. It's just kind of like a syndrome where your fingers and toes turn white if it's cold. But for me, it's not like, oh, it has to be like 30 degrees Fahrenheit. And it's like, if it's under 60, my fingers are icicles. Anyway, I digress. If that starts to feel a little bit less like icicles, then I am noticing that maybe I'm getting a little bit more satisfied. Do you notice differences in the way food tastes when you're feeling a bit more satisfied or unsatisfied? Get curious to the ways in which your body is already speaking to you. Then you can kind of zoom out and look at the context around those moments and recognize the patterns in which are supporting more of a satisfying day where you can eat to full satiation and contentment and, and food just doesn't become the center of the rest of your day and the rest of your headspace. In order to get curious and zoom out and really see the bigger picture here and recognize these patterns and kind of problem solve how to find more of a consistent satisfaction in your day, you have to trust your body. You have to trust this hunger. You have to trust your appetite, that it is telling you something and it is seeking to meet a need in order to best take care of you, keep you alive, and help you thrive, honestly. 
it can feel like our logical brain is in control 24-7 of what we need and how we meet our needs and the ways in which we go about our days. However, there is a fully automatic, unconscious part of our brain and our body that is working day in and day out to keep us alive, keep us safe, right? We're not sitting here thinking, okay, heart, beat, 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 breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Okay, move your hand to the coffee cup and take a sip. We are not consciously controlling our body in these moments. And so we have to trust our body's automatic processes and trust these really smart signals that we're getting in order to meet our body's needs. When we start to logically talk ourselves out of things, that's when we can get into trouble of relying solely on external cues, validators, rules, usually from others to control our body. And and that completely takes us out of the beauty and the power of the tools right inside of us we have right now to give us everything we need to feel happy, fulfilled, and live a healthful life. Even when it doesn't make sense, give your body that trust that it deserves. So I told you that you'd walk away from this episode with a tangible step that you could take to help move past these moments when you feel like you just can't stop eating. So what I want you to do, using the information from this episode and beyond, right? And I have a free guide, a free checklist on what to do before, during, and after a binge. You can check that out in the show notes, et cetera. Any other tools that you have, I want you to reflect on these moments and then make a list of satisfying meals and helpful eating patterns that meet these needs for the most part, right? Think about the days when you feel really content with your eating patterns. And I don't mean logically. I mean, when your body physically says, hey, that felt really good. That met my needs. What kind of food was it? How much was it, right? Think of the volume. You don't have to be specific because I know that can feel diet culture-y. You can be like, you know, I filled a whole bowl or it was one of my bigger dinner plates or maybe it was one of my smaller dinner plates, but I had a lot more of the the beans than I had of the rice or something like that, right? Think of the volume. Did you like it when there was more volume or did you like it when there was less volume? Think of the texture. Did you prefer more crunch? Did you prefer something more chewy, etc.? Think of flavor preferences and even think about nutritional composition. I know as a dietitian, this is really the wheelhouse most people assume that we practice in. However, I don't talk about nutritional value all that often because usually I'm speaking in a way of breaking free from so much rigidity around macro counting or calorie counting or whatever. But in the context of looking at your plate to find what is most satisfying, sometimes it is really helpful to identify, are my meals balanced? Do I have a balance of carbs, protein, and fat? Do I feel more satisfied when I eat more carbs? Do I feel more satisfied when I eat more protein? I want you to really remove any external food rules of what you think you should or shouldn't eat and go into your body and say, when I eat more carbs, how do I feel? How does my satisfaction play out for the entire day? How long do I stay full for? How much energy do I get? Do I feel focused and motivated or do I feel lethargic and distracted? I mean, for me personally, I feel a lot more energized and a lot more satisfied when I eat 
more carbs on a plate than I do other foods, right? If I eat like just protein and greens, I'm feeling hungry in an hour and I'm also not very focused. But that's just me because I tuned into my body and how my body speaks to me and realized that when I was low carb, man, I was hangry, man, I was tired, man, I was distracted. So don't listen to anyone else, just listen to your body and then make a list of what food patterns, what eating patterns are supporting that optimal way of living that you like to live by. Just like you are trusting your body in those moments of feeling unsatisfied, that it's telling you something, also trust that you have the answers right inside of you to be able to meet your body's needs. Yes, as an intuitive eater, you do begin to use more of the logical health values as you heal your relationship with food and trust your body again. However, if you go into it logic first, then you begin to override your body's signals by kind of trying to use logic to silence anything that you don't want to happen, right? If diet culture is saying carbs are not good, you say, okay, I'm going to use that as logic to say, okay, I shouldn't be eating carbs. But then your body is kind of trying to tell you it wants carbs and, and you're ignoring that for this, this logical food rule, then you won't really be open and receptive to hearing the ways in which your body is speaking to you. So we kind of do it a little backwards. We first listen to our body, we heal, we develop these consistent eating patterns that we feel is our best because our body is telling us it's our best. And then we bring in logical health values and we say, okay, how can we add more of these health promoting behaviors to my life to amplify what I already experience in listening to my body or add in some other principles or some other behaviors that can supplement my normal daily life. So we're pairing both logic and instinct in the end, but we have to start to trust and attune to that instinct in the first place. So to recap, because I kind of went on a couple different tangents there, the step that I want you to take away from this episode is to go out and make a list of satisfying meals and helpful eating patterns to support your appetite and your overall well-being in a way that serves your body and rejects diet culture rules. Okay, everyone, I hope you are feeling like you have a deeper understanding on why you just can't stop eating sometimes and what to do when that insatiable hunger hits. If this is something you are actively experiencing regularly right now and you struggle with binge eating, I want you to know that it is normal. I know that may not be the relief you're seeking, but it is normal to feel this way when you're rejecting diet culture for the first time, when you've previously been relying on restrictive food rules like calorie counting or macro restricting to eat. And for the first time, you're listening to your body and you're, you're telling your body that you're here to work with it rather than against it. It is normal for your body to need to make up for all of those times in which it wasn't getting its needs met. So we can trust and honor that while we hold compassion and curiosity for ourselves on this healing journey. If you'd like more help with this, I would love to invite you to my group coaching program, Behind the Binge Academy. We are starting enrollment for the summer cohort on Friday, May 6th, and I am really excited to get this next group started because the ladies who just started at the beginning of spring are sharing and reflecting on so many wins they've been experiencing inside of the group right now, and I can't wait for you to experience that for yourself. 
Last week, Behind the Binge Academy member Leah said that she had a big win at a restaurant last week where she ordered a burger and actually was craving a side salad instead of the fries. Normally, she would have thought, well, I'll start eating healthier tomorrow, so might as well have the fries, order the fries and eat and everything. But she actually had the feeling, you know, a salad sounds really good and If I want fries another day or even after I finish this meal tonight, I can order them. So she was able to enjoy the salad and the burger and ditch that all or nothing mentality that she went into the program with and be able to honor her body and meet that mental and physical satisfaction with her meal choices. If you're thinking to yourself right now, there's no way I will ever order a side salad over fries, I want you to know that, okay, kind of me neither, but Actually, sometimes you will. When you are able to reach food freedom and you can eat intuitively, you will be surprised to see the ways in which your body is looking out for you and wants you to eat the foods that make you feel your best physically. And yeah, sometimes that's the french fries, but often it'll be the salad or the crunchy other fruits and vegetables. And even if it's not, you'll be able to honor those health values with ease, knowing that you're doing it for self-care rather than for rules or punishment in order to obtain some superficial standard of diet culture. Anyway, I can tell you so much more about the program, but I will let you go for today's episode. You can go apply it through my website, makainutrition.com, or head to my Instagram, behind.the.binge, or binge nutritionist, which is my personal Instagram, and you can find all of the details over there. And of course, as usual, links in the show notes. I'll be linking a lot of things this episode, it seems like. Thanks everyone for listening and I will see you in the next episode or inside the Academy. Bye everyone.